Hey guys, it's episode number 93. We're approaching 100. We better do something special for 100, I guess. Uh, our guest on this show is Lori Lavaria. Now, on the previous episode, we talked at 30,000 feet to uh, Jim Hansen, who covered the issues uh, related to the stress of the job, uh, the fact that we have a managers in transition program simply because of the nature of the job. This one, Lori uh, was is the president of FCCMA who was recently let go from her job as city manager. We do a deep dive on what that meant to her. Uh, lots of good, good stuff here. She poured her heart out to us. Uh, thank you, Lori, for such a sincere and fantastic interview. Um, really very meaningful. And I think you'll get a lot out of listening to her journey. And it'll help you, I believe, in preparation for what lies ahead in your journey. Stay with us. Greetings, I'm Steve Van Cor, and this is the FCCMA Podcast, a service produced by and for the Florida City and County Management Association. I'm your host, and each episode we interview a city or a county leader who's in a position to share useful and interesting insights into the operations of local government here in the Sunshine State. Now, if you have someone you would like to suggest be on the show, uh, simply drop me a line, svancor at vancorjones.com. Give me a little background on the person, say why you think they would be good. If you don't want to send me an email, you can simply uh, message FCCMA on Facebook. Well, today's guest, um, it's, it's, it's an interesting coincidence because our previous episode, if you're listening in sequence, uh, is a senior advisor to FCCMA, and today's guest, you'll learn, uh, relied on the services of our senior advisors. So our guest is the president of the FCCMA, Lori Laveria. Did I get that right? Perfectly. Okay, good. I got the Lori. That was all that mattered, right? <laughs> uh, and Lori, your journey and your story is really interesting. Um, we talk a lot on this program about uh, managers in transition. We talk a lot about you know, when you're a city manager, <laughs> you have to know, uh, our previous guest, Jim Hansen, said, if you're a city manager, you've been fired or you're going to be fired. Yet, most city managers enter the job thinking, it, that ain't going to happen to me. Um, and then it does. And Lori, it did to you. Um, what was that like? Well, it, it sure did. And I will say you're absolutely right. I didn't think that would ever happen to me. You were one of those 70 hour a week. Yes. I, I worked my tail off. I, you know, grew in my career rapidly, uh, worked for multiple cities throughout the county and always excelled, uh, was recruited for every position I've had versus uh, really answering any ads. Uh, I was, I was sought out. So, um, going through this experience this past April was, uh, life-changing undoubtedly, um, and somewhat of a surprise because I knew things weren't great and I, I knew politics had changed, but still didn't anticipate the actual experience or action of being terminated. Yeah, in, in, in the abstract, it's like, oh, okay. And, and also yours is a great example of here you are plodding along doing your job, leadership changes, and for whatever reason, you're out of step with them. You're still doing the, the work of the city manager, the work of your team. And then next thing you know, they're like, bam. Uh, what went through your mind? 
Well, the actual evening it occurred, I, it was, um, I just slowly saw it coming and knew that that was going to happen. So I, uh, prepared myself mentally as best I could on, on the fly there. But, um, it was, I was angry a little bit afterwards. I was very calm though. Actually, let me say this. I was un- unusually calm and handled it very well as we should and always would as a professional, uh, when the the termination was affirmed by the supermajority of the commission, I asked the mayor if I may say a, a couple of words, and he was uh, courteous enough to allow me to do that. And the gasp in the audience when it happened, people were very much caught by surprise, but it was, hey, I'm going to be okay. This is the nature of our job. This This happens. Changes occur. The city will be fine. We will all be fine. And got up and left. You know, that would be the counseling you would give somebody to say, look, you're in your 30s, your 40s, your 50s. You still have a career. Whatever happens that night, don't get up there and burn down the house because you hurt your likelihood of getting another job. But that came to you naturally. It wasn't something you prepared for. Your your inner being in that heated moment was like, you know what? I'm going to take the high road. I'm going to be professional. And you ended up landing right on your feet. I did. And yes, I there, you know, later on you look back on, oh, I should have said this or I wish I could have said that. And no, I did not. I um, and it did it, it. That was my natural reaction. I was and I was very calm to be and very gracious. And it, right. And you know what? The most of the remarks or the response um, afterward and the days following were, I can't believe how well you handled that. And you, you kept yourself so well <laughs> together. Like, Me too. I can't believe I, mean, I, didn't. I, I did. I was surprised at myself. I'm proud of myself that I, I, I kept it together. Um, so, you know, you, you do hear in our profession, that's going to happen. Uh, you think, well, no, I, I work hard. I do a good job. That's, uh, I don't live in fear of being terminated by any means. And then when it did, so it, it, it is a shock and it, it's unpleasant. You know, it, it, it's not fun to get fired, no doubt about it. Um, but you recognize the source, where it's coming from. It was obviously not with any cause. It was, uh, they, they were kind of hard pressed to even come up with reasons. Well, I, to I went why. through this in the 90s. I, I, I was, had a board member, got on, not too similar to that, who had other plans for the organization, and I didn't fit in that. Uh, I did not, I was fortunate, I did not get fired, but I did resign because he was making me crazy. Right. But somebody said something to me that I think this is a lesson here. I did not have an exit strategy. And I remember a, a friend of mine who I considered a mentor coming to me. So let me tell you your problem is I had been by this time admitted to the hospital twice due to stress and uh, thinking I was having a heart attack or something. And he said, your problem is you don't have an exit strategy. And I would I would offer to city managers that have always have an exit strategy. Always have your resume updated. Always be networking. Belong and join to groups like FCCMA. Uh, be active and engaged and, and obviously do a good job. But you have to prepare for that because for things outside of your control, this can happen to you. And then if, if you had you gotten up there and lost your mind and said, you know what, screw you people, I hate every one of you, I've always hated every one of you, then you, you burn down a bridge, and it's your own bridge. And so what you did was the right thing, and it ended up helping you. But what were the next steps? Uh, tell me a little bit about that journey, because I want to kind of delve into that, because I, I, I want these, the listeners to this to recognize this could happen to you, no matter how good of a job you're doing, and here's, but there's life after this, first of all, a really good life after this. So tell me, a little, what were your next steps after that? 
Okay. And, it, you know, I, I have to say, we all, we always say, you know, don't let your job define you. It's not, you know, it is a job and it's part of your, you know, everything else in your life, your family, your health is more important. But as city managers, and there's probably is not one out there that does not let their job define them. It becomes our life. We yep. are so dedicated and committed to our communities and, and serving the public. So, um, I walked down the hall after the meeting. I got up and, and went to exit the meeting, and, and my mayor had said, well, you don't need to leave right now. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go upstairs. And I grabbed my briefcase and left and just knew. Uh, I actually felt an overwhelming sense of relief because I, I had been working on somewhat of an exit strategy, uh, just not moving fast enough. And, and <laughs> they, you know, they got to make that move uh, before I was probably going to negotiate an exit. Um, I don't want to work for an organization that doesn't want me there. I know we, we could not be successful together. So, uh, well, I, I got to interject a little bit of snark. The guy who just fired you was trying to now be, throw you a light, be, be a little kind. You're like, you know, dude, don't even. Yeah, I said, no, I'm, I'm going to go upstairs. And then I leaned over to a, a fellow commissioner who's a, a strong supporter and said, I got to find a ride home. So uh, anyhow, so I went upstairs and, and packed and um, my team came up afterwards. I... I was unusually calm and really did feel a sense of relief. My, my team was uh, very upset, crying, the whole thing, but they helped me pack up and my husband came to pick me up. Um, then the, did, he come, did he bring a bottle of wine? No, did that he? was at home. Okay. Uh, yeah, we didn't want to have that in the car. So we, we certainly had that when we got home. But, uh, it, you know, the days following was the whole reason I love and value and participate actively in FCCMA because it was the, the outreach, the, uh, my friends, other colleagues, business people I've worked with, um, city managers from all over the state calling me. Are you okay? I can't believe I heard what happened. What in the world? And that support, you know, you can go down that rabbit hole of, of depression or what have you or sadness. And I, I went through all those emotions in a short period of time and said, I don't have time for this. Um, and the support was so strong that it just helped me move right out of, okay, this is where we are. It's over. New chapter in your life. Let's move. I don't have time. I don't have time to, uh, to be too sad about this. So I want to delve into this for a second because we hear about it in the abstract, this MIT, the senior advisor, the networking and all the friendships. But it sounds to me like, you know, yeah, these things sound cliche. But when someone like you actually went through it, I mean, you're the rising president to the organization and you have probably part of your brain had to be, oh, great. I'm the president of the Florida City County Managers Association and my job title is unemployed. Yes. Oh, very much so. And people reaching out made a difference. uh, Oh, undoubtedly. Um, And and the networks, obviously, if you're president, you had a lot of friends in the organization because they voted for you. I did. And that made a difference. A huge difference. Uh, the first few people I heard from were our senior advisors. Um, and, and even uh, one month later, this is what how you may feel, this and this. And it was just the, um, the reassurance that you're going to be fine. You're a good city manager and you're going to land on your feet. This is just a, a new chapter in your life. And it's the wisdom. And, you know, you, we hear all that. But when you, had, when you hear it over and over and you, you hear that from a multitude of folks, you, you do stop and listen and think, you know, they're, they're right. And I am going to be fine and I'm going to get through this. And, and I did. And I'm in a much better place. 
So oh, you're in a really cool place. I'm in a, a really cool place, a phenomenal city, working for uh, my mentor and, and longtime friend, uh, outstanding city manager, Ron Ferris with Palm Beach Gardens. Yep. Um, God had a different plan for me, and I'm, I'm in a, a new path and a new place. You know, uh, as a parent, you know, you're told when you read, you know, oh, man, we're pregnant, we're going to... Um, ch- children believe what they're told about themselves. If you're telling your child you're a good kid, they're more likely to believe they say hey, you're rotten from the, to the core, you know. And when you're in a vulnerable state, you've just been terminated, your staff's crying, you go home, you, you don't have a job, you're almost like a child in that regard. You're like you're open to those wounds. And when people start calling you saying, hey, dude, you're going to land on your feet. You're fantastic. I love you. Three or four of those calls helps you get upright again and say, you know what? Uh, I can put these boots back on and I'll get my resume updated and I'll start calling around and start making networking. And you did. And, and you're living proof. I mean, you walked in this room, you were joyful, you were ebullient, you were, I mean, you, you, you know, the old expression, so everybody lights up a room, some upon leaving, some upon entering. You lit up the room when you entered. And so clearly, and this, when you told me that you had been let go from your previous job, I thought, what, five, 10 years ago? You're like, no. Less than a year ago, and here you are already doing great things uh, in Palm Beach Gardens. I'm I'm loving it. Um, I will say I had to rewrite my speech for FCCMA as I was standing there in June after being uh, 60 days after being terminated to stand up and give a speech to a, a room of hundreds of people. But it didn't phase me. It just I just spoke from the heart. Uh, what did you say? We have our. Uh, different chapters in life. And sometimes, you know, life changes and it's maybe unexpected, but uh, we, we have to go back and rely on ourselves and understand that the, the skills that we have, we can take them and do something different if we need to. Um, I knew I had a good, a, a very strong reputation in, in the county. Um, so I, I didn't worry about not finding a job. It, I just wanted to make sure it was gonna be a job that I liked and a place that I wanted to work. And I will say after this experience, I'm very choosy. I'm going to be choosy for the rest of my life. I went through some uh, terrible stress. And again, it affected my health, like you said. And um, I was not feeling good and had terrible, terrible stress and blood pressure issues. I had people now that still say, oh, my gosh, you look wonderful. And then I'm like, did I really look that bad before? <laughs> and I think I did because I was wearing a lot of stress. Well, and that's, that's again, it goes back to city managers in their job and their occupation. They understand balance. They understand planning. They understand delegation. But for themselves personally, they don't take good care of themselves always. They, they don't take good care of their mental health. And they dedicate so fully and so deeply. And then when it, when it comes, if it does, um, it's such a shock and, and a disappointment, right? You're like, I've been doing really good stuff here, and now here we are. Tell me, uh, well, first of all, thank you for that. Um, uh, I I'm, love the fact that you were both dependent on your faith, but also you've said three times, I had to fix this. Mm-hmm. You know, that old Benjamin Franklin, God helps those who help themselves. And you say, well, I'm not going to wallow. I'm going to get up and I'm going to choose to live. I'm going to choose to succeed. I'm going to choose to do better. And you have. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff you're doing at Palm Beach Gardens because it sounds like there's a... People will think that in an established urban area, in an established urban county, there's not a lot left to do. But it sounds like you guys got some very um, interesting, a very interesting future in Palm Beach Garden. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, Palm Beach Gardens is... 
you know, we're, we're the signature city, but it's an amazing city. Uh, Ron has done a fantastic job in his 23 years there. What do you mean by the signature city? What does that mean? That is, that is our, our marketing and we are a signature city. We are the top. We're the best. And it is the best place to live. Wait, you don't get the people in Palm Beach tell you or the town of Palm Beach or West Palm call you up and go, what the hell are you guys talking about? We don't care. That's okay. <laughs> call us all day long. We are, uh, it's just, a, you know, it really is a beautiful community uh, to live. Uh, it's the businesses, it, it's thriving. The, the city now has grown to over 60,000 residents. Um, businesses are, are flocking uh, to Palm Beach Gardens, our our staff and Ron has created a culture that our, our staff truly are, you know, serve from the heart. We, it's about our customer service and our residents and our businesses. So we make dealing with the city and experiences with the city pleasant. We have rules, we have codes, what have you, but we get, we get folks through. So we have some beautiful projects coming in in our downtown. Our downtown is, is growing rapidly. Our, and by the way, I will say truly, when you drive through Palm Beach Gardens, you know you're driving through Palm right. Beach Gardens. It's beautiful. It's physically beautiful. And uh, that was, that's a, has always been a priority to our city manager is landscaping, attractiveness, uh, just, you know, greenery and, and the value of uh, the beauty around you has, has an impact on how you feel where you live. Um, we're, we're, we're growing fast enough. We're going to, we're working on, going to be working with Brightline to try to get a train station in. We've, you know, really working aggressively now because with the, with the, the good comes the bad of, 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 of workforce and affordable housing in Palm Beach Gardens. Yeah. I, I've been looking to move up that way because I have a commute now, but you're, you know, it's a, you're not finding a house for under a million bucks. So that's wonderful, but that's tough for our workforce um, and, you know, some of the community members, but we're, we're working very closely with the development community to be able to provide some workforce and attainable housing. Um, and I understand the legislature this year is going to not just fully fund the Sadowski Trust Fund, which really doesn't help a whole lot. I mean, it's, it's a good idea. It's a good program. But they're really talking about putting serious money on the table to help communities build uh, affordable housing. Uh, we have to do something. Because yeah. there's there's nowhere for people to go, and we, we have an organization of, of 600 employees, but uh, again, the priority for our manager is taking care of our employees too. So we've uh, through some f- fantastic development coming in as we chatted a little bit uh, prior to the podcast with with Avenir and some other um, large developments that they're making serious contributions to what is a, a housing fund in our city, and we're going really? to be able to turn that money around. And, and help the community as well as our employees uh, potentially with down payments on a home or rental assistance. Rent is really, really high in Palm Beach Gardens. Yeah. And, and we want our employees to, to live in the city if they can or nearby. Yeah, if I have to leave the city every day that I'm helping improve, it does take a little bit of a mark off of me. You know, if I can live and work and play here. Uh, I'm a little more dedicated. I'm not saying anybody wouldn't be dedicated, but it's a little bit more of an incentive. If I don't have to go drive to Deerfield Beach or Pompano and then drive all the way up to to Palm Beach Gardens just to save money, if I can live in that area, work in that area, then I'm a little more likely to to be a better employee, I I would think. I mean, that's that's hard to say. And, you know, I I am one of those now that are commuting because I've been down in uh, the, the Lake Worth area for 27 years in our, my husband um, and our uh, Lake Worth Beach, you mean? Yes. Well, actually, Western, <laughs> we're an unincorporated county. Um, but yeah, I, that's what I would, I would just 
one, everybody would love to live in Palm Beach Gardens. It's just that kind of a city. You have everything. You have phenomenal restaurants and beautiful park systems and outdoor opportunities. Uh, it's just a, a, a place that anybody would want to live. Um, but again, with that good, that good part in our market being so strong, it's really making it, it hard for people to be able to afford it. Now, it was relatively recent when you left your prior job and where you are now, but what has changed about your perspective about what you do every day in light of what you went through? Because those things, those serious events permanently change us. You know, I, I still joke that my mom, she, was, she died when she was 91, but until the day she died, she still stole the, spent, the sweet and low packets off the table and stuffed them in her purse because she grew up very, very poor. And because of that, it never, it always changed her. You know, it, she never, I said, Ma, you don't need sweet and low packets. You've got like a gallon of them at the house. You know, when, when she passed away, we had 26 cans of Pam, you know, the oil spray, you know, cause she was always a, like a food hoarder. Cause she was like, I'm afraid of being without food. Uh, so when you went through that and now you're in this current job, how does that change your perspective of your day-to-day operations? After, you know, being terminated, I, I went through a, a period of self-evaluation. What do I want to do? This is a new chapter. Do I want to stay in public service? Do I, do I want to continue to be subjected to this happening to me again? And then I got over my short pity party and said, no, I, first of all, it's not about what happened uh, because of politics. It's what we do. And we, we serve communities and my priority and my reason for doing it it's not because of the politics by any means. It's because it is a wonderful, satisfying career. And that's where I get my joy. I'm not going to let this one bad circumstance take that joy away from me and have that, have that control or impact on me. Yeah. Um, you do short term. And my sister used to always use this term, and I think I need, it needs to be a bumper sticker. It's okay to have a pity party. Just don't make it a gala event. And that's exactly what I did. Oh, I love that. I got through my pity party. No, pity party. You go through all the the, the fear, the anger, the disappointment, everything else. But the it's second like, okay. cycle of grief and about, you know, hopefully get through it quickly. Yeah. And now it's time to move on. You know, we, we have our, our bumps in life. And that's that's what my speech was with FCCMA is we have, we have our challenges. Uh, we have our storms. This was one of my storms. And I looked forward to coming out into a beautiful, bright, sunny day. And since then, that's exactly what happened. You know, it's funny because I, I remember hearing about this guy was his perspective was if you enjoy the journey, the storms along the way aren't seen as impediments to your happiness. They're seen as part of that journey. Uh, if you're goal oriented, then every impediment is like, damn it, this is getting in the way of my goal. And then you get to the goal, which is a short-lived happiness, and you've missed all along the way. And it sounds like you have that perspective. It also sounds like you have a servant's heart. And I, and I, and I, I wonder if there's like a, a group therapy for MITs. So, you know, so, hello, my name is Lori. I love public service. <laughs> Yeah, we call it a bottle of wine or happy hour, but yeah, exactly, <laughs> no, exactly. we do. And that's the, the beauty of with FCCMA and, and our network of colleagues and friends is we share that and we that's that connection. We've we all feel we're, we're doing this not for the glory, not for the glamour. Uh, it, it's 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 a tough job, especially being in that top seat. So you got to love what you do. And I had to go back once I licked my wounds and got through that. Was I'm this is I love what I do. Yeah, so, so I'm going yeah, back into I'm, it. I'm absolutely going to keep doing it. And, and you that know, was and just one point in time. Is, it's a tough job that you'll never get the credit for. 
Because and if you do okay. something really cool, somebody else cuts the ribbon, right? And that's part of that servant's heart. Right. And that's, that's exactly, we know that going in. And if, if you're, you're, you're driven by something different, then that's not the job for you because that's exactly right. We're here to make our, our community and our elected officials look good and take the credit. That's happy okay. To, happy to, I call it, I have a, actually have a client who does incredible things. He's got great work. And I've talked to him about this, the, a servant's heart and what a city manager's job is and how you never get the credit. You rare, you start big projects. Sometimes you don't see them end. Sometimes you come in the middle and you, you got to see the ribbon get cut. That you, wasn't your idea. It was somebody else's, but you get to open, right? And I, we now have the standard uh, thing, be a city manager. Let somebody else take the credit. Be a city manager. Let somebody else take the credit. Um, Lori, uh, I know this was a personal uh revelation for you. Thank you so much for sharing as deeply as you did. Um, I know the people who listen to this will benefit from this because if I had one message to them is like, it can happen to you. It's not, it's, so prepare for it both mentally and professionally. And, and what does that professional thing look like? Get involved with FCCMA, network, keep your head about you. And if it does happen to you, Channel your inner Lori and, and be cool. Take the high road. <laughs> Absolutely. Remain a professional. Be cool. Last question we ask everybody. You sort of covered it, but I'm going to pressure you to do some more. Tell us something cool about Palm Beach Gardens we don't know. We are the not most recognized, most active sports destination in Palm Beach County. Uh, we... Our soccer, our, just all of our baseball fields, soccer fields, we have become the number one sports destination really? for, uh, for all different athletics in Palm Beach, Palm Beach Gardens. And it's just amazing. It's, it's, you know, not always the pros. I don't know how we refer to the A, B, and C levels of tennis where uh, we just had a, a, world, inter, a, a world tennis uh, championship for, for, young, uh, for young children. Uh, I, I say 13 and under, uh, 900 players. We have international pickleball tournaments. We have international soccer tournaments. I knew, we knew pickleball was going to be in here somewhere, yeah. yeah. And, the, uh, and a lot of people just don't know that about, about the gardens, but that, was, that is something that's very important to the city is the outdoor recreation. And I was just amazed at the, uh, the amount of tournaments that, you know, sports that, that athletics. speaks a lot in the money that generates but yeah. that speaks a lot to the culture of Palm Beach Gardens and I'll tell you why I think that when you said you know you can't buy a home for less than a million dollars usually people who live in multi-million dollar homes don't want um, the riffraff they don't want the baseball circle you know where you can bring in tournaments they don't want the soccer fields because God forbid the noise of children playing would 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 be disruptive to their peaceful environment but it speaks very well to the community that they've embraced both upscale lifestyle and uh, outdoor activities. And it does speak well to Palm Beach Gardens as well. Oh, they're the biggest supporters. The community, uh, they love it. We have multiple million dollar neighborhoods sitting right next to some of our largest parks. And they just, they embrace it. They contribute to it. They come to it. They, they participate where they can. And that's the, the community, the tight-knit community that it, that it really is. It's, it's pretty cool. Well, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. Folks, this is Steve Vancor, and this is the FCCMA Podcast, a service produced by and for the Florida City and County Management Association. If you have a question you would like to submit for a future guest or a future guest you would like to suggest, 
I sound like Dr. Seuss. Send me an email at svancore at vancorejones.com or message FCCMA on Facebook. Thank you so much for being with us.